presented by Wells Fargo. Hey, good morning, Playbookers and Rugumun of All In. It's Tuesday. In today's show, while you might want to consider canceling your travel plans for the holidays, this is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. The consensus is in. Most people on Capitol Hill are kissing Christmas, or at least most of December, goodbye this year. Senator Debbie Stabenow had this to say to reporters Monday night, quote, We could be in every weekend between now and Christmas, so sorry. Senator Patrick Leahy is so worried about being here on Christmas that he and his wife bought a holiday tree for their home in D.C. Here's some reasons for the growing pessimism. One, Chuck Schumer kicked off his long December to-do list with a step backward thanks to his GP counterpart. Mitch McConnell on Monday night rallied Republicans against an effort to shut down debate and start voting on the National Defense Authorization Act, which Schumer hoped to dispense with by midweek in order to move on to the gazillion other things he has to complete before the end of the year. Republicans said they want more time to take up amendments. Schumer was furious at what his party believes is an intentional effort to cause a year-end legislative pileup and possibly thwart passage of Joe Biden's Build Back Better Act. Schumer's office noted that he was willing to allow more amendments than McConnell had permitted in the past four NDAA bills combined. For what it's worth, the NDAA was supposed to be the easy part of Schumer's December. Reason number two. While Democrats barrel ahead on a stopgap funding bill to keep the government running until late January, top Republican on the Senate Appropriations Committee Richard Shelby was noncommittal about whether the GOP would accept such a plan. Democrats need 10 Senate Republicans to support a continuing resolution, or CR, and typically, the lead appropriator has significant sway. When asked about a late January CR, Shelby said, quote, I'd like February. March would suit me. April, May. I think it gives us more time to seriously sit down. Republicans aren't in any rush because they want to extend Trump-era spending and policies that are still on the books. Democrats are eager to enact their own priorities. All this means that they're nowhere near a deal. Reason number three, McConnell has been as tight-lipped as Schumer about their talks on raising the debt ceiling, but Senator Joe Manchin told reporters Monday that the GOP leader still wants Democrats to use reconciliation, and that might actually be fine with him. Quote, I understand there was an agreement from the Republicans to do a very quick reconciliation by itself for the debt ceiling only, which I think that's our responsibility to make sure that we take care of the debt ceiling, and Democrats are now in control, so we want to make sure that we do it and do it right. This could be problematic if Schumer is still hell-bent against such a move. We'll be interested to see if he changes his tune on this strategy and uses it as a way to get Manchin to support final passage of the BBB. CNN's Chris Cuomo is coming under a wave of criticism after New York Attorney General Tish James released records depicting just how hands-on he was, helping shape his older brother's response to the sexual harassment controversy that ended his governorship. Explosive testimony and text messages detail how Cuomo used his journalist network to pump sources for information about stories reporters were working on regarding allegations against Andrew Cuomo. CNN spokesman Matt Dornick had this to say per CNBC, quote, The thousands of pages of additional transcripts and exhibits that were released today deserve a thorough review and consideration. We will be having conversations and seeking additional clarity about their significance as they relate to CNN over the next several days. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9.30 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will receive the president's daily brief. At 10.45, Biden will deliver remarks and sign bills into law. At 11.30, Biden will depart the White House to head to Rosemont, Minnesota. There, 
He'll visit the Dakota County Technical College and deliver remarks. At 5.45, the president will depart Minnesota to head back to the White House, scheduled to arrive at 8.05. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar at 10 a.m. The vice president will participate in a virtual rally with advocacy organizations to celebrate the House's passage of the Build Back Better Act. The White House COVID-19 response team and public health officials will hold a briefing at 12.30. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will gaggle on the way to Minnesota. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. to resume consideration of the NDAA and will recess from 12.30 to 2.15. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and Fed Chair Jerome Powell will testify before the Banking Committee at 10 a.m. The House will meet at 2 p.m. to take up several bills, with votes postponed until 6.30. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munaval, and have a great Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Wells Fargo is investing in hope and helping small businesses thrive. As part of their Open for Business Fund's roughly $420 million initiative, they're dedicating grants to nonprofits to help small businesses build equity in things such as storefront property, technology, equipment, and more, leading to a brighter future. Together, we can all bring hope to our communities. Learn more at wellsfargo.com impact.